What up, party people? Welcome to the Unbranded Podcast with Miss Dean Loves You. I am your host, Susie Dean, and I'm really looking forward to hanging out with you tonight. Hopefully you have your cocktail in hand, or if you're not into drinking, a water, a carbonated beverage, a nice coffee, whatever tickles your fancy. And if I'm being honest, I have only recently had the guts to admit that I don't think that I like drinking. I have been sleeping so well. My skin is clear. I feel energized and clear-headed and focused. And I think it's because I haven't been drinking as much. And even when I do drink, if I have a couple glasses of wine, even just like one or two, I don't get the same buzz that I used to. I don't necessarily feel joyful and euphoric and in love and hopeful and creative. I just kind of feel like a a false high. Does that make sense? A false happiness. Yeah, I can lean into it and feel happy, but I know it's fake. Pregnancy and not being able to drink alcohol for so long really showed me how glorious I feel when I don't drink. I think I'm coming out of the closet as sober curious. We'll lean into that. I still have some time to think about it. This is a fresh discovery, so I need to work on that. Right now it's Monday. It is the day after New Year's Day. I came back from Chicago last night and it was really, really, really a good time. It is so great to celebrate the holidays with Robbie's family. It's laid back, chill, no drama, no pressure, just time to enjoy time with family, have conversations, catch up with people. Being around all of the kids was so glorious. Hawthorne got so much love from all of his cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents and it was truly a joy, but I was so, so, so excited to be home last night. I slept so well, so deeply. I woke up feeling refreshed and it's just nothing, nothing is like home, right? Nothing's like the comfort of your own bed, the smell of your bedroom, knowing exactly where everything is. It's good. Today I was productive. I started writing in my first planner that I've had in probably three or four years. My life used to be absolutely run by a planner in high school and college. If I did not write something down in my planner, it did not exist. And every year after college, when I was a teacher, I tried to have a planner, but without fail, the year got so chaotic and so ahead of me. And then there came a point that I already knew what I was doing every day because I had done it a few years in a row that the planner just never got used. So I scrapped it. Now that I'm entering two new jobs that I don't think will be absolutely chaotic and overwhelming, I decided to get a planner again. And I think it's going to serve the purpose that it always served for me in the past. I think it's gonna keep me in line make everything feel organized, under control. Very much looking forward to just crossing things off that list. I start both my new jobs this week. I'm nervous, looking forward to it, very curious to see what it's like to have a job that 
isn't absolutely overwhelming and isn't absolutely draining and a job that I can just leave when the day is over. Can you imagine a job where I don't have to come home and continue thinking about it or a job where I can get things done in a work day or a job where if I don't finish everything in a work day, I don't have to bring it home with me. I can just pick it up the next day. It's the little things, you guys. Today, I wanted to talk to you about peaking. What does it mean to peak? We all talk about it, don't we? Or at least most of us. Peaking in high school, peaking at a certain point in your career, athletes peaking at a certain age, just so we're all on the same page. Let's just define peaking as when you hit the highest potential of yourself, when you're at your best and accomplishing your greatest achievements. I vividly remember a student a few years ago who will forever, ever, ever have a very special place in my heart. He uh, was popular, I suppose, in some groups from what I overheard in class. He had lots of parties. He did cool things. I don't know, whatever, whatever it takes to be a cool kid these days. Everyone was friends with him or at least knew who he was. And I remember one day, very, very earnestly and vulnerably, he opened up to me about his fear that he was peaking in high school, that he was peaking too early. And that's everyone's worst fear, right? Or at least to peak too early. Well, maybe not everyone. But to peak in high school is essentially to like fail at life. You haven't even begun the glorious growth and adventures that come with young adulthood and you've already reached your highest point in high school. Like that's so sad. It's only downhill from there. And my whole life, I had been very optimistic about my own peak. I was very much adhering to the best is yet to come mentality. But I also wasn't hyper-focused on peaking like a lot of people I've spoken to are. I just bop around life, trying to be the healthiest and happiest, whatever that may take and whatever that looks like on a day-to-day basis. This isn't a perfect habit for me, but it's almost always at least a goal to be my healthiest and happiest. But I had a rude awakening this year, this school year, my last year of teaching. I primarily taught seniors for the past couple of years, and I had the really wonderful opportunity to formulate my own curriculum. And I formulated that curriculum around college and career readiness. Since my heart was in and I chose to teach the population that wasn't necessarily college bound and was at risk of not graduating, My goal was to give them as many real life skills as possible. We had a college unit, and in that unit, I have a slideshow that highlights my time in college. Part of it is for the kids to see what I was like and what I did in college, because I always think it's weird and cool and funny to see your teacher as a person who like has a life outside of school, especially like a teacher in their college glory. The other goal, was to show students that college and learning can be really fun, to emphasize that it's not like high school. I found that a lot of my students who otherwise would have wanted to pursue college were not because they thought it was just gonna be the same experience as high school, which for many of them was very negative. And just to be clear, I also had a career readiness unit. I also had a 
ASVAB unit to prepare students for going into the military. I tried to make it as holistic and all-encompassing as possible. And just because I love learning and I loved college, I strongly believe that it is absolutely not for everyone. So I showed my students all of the cool, obscure classes that I took or that were available. I showed them how many fun clubs and organizations there are to join, the ways that you can make friends for life, the opportunities to make connections for careers, and obviously the fun that I had in my sorority. And this was normal. I did this every year. It was always a very popular day. Kids got really into it. They loved seeing my pictures. They loved hearing my stories. This was an opportunity for them to ask a lot of questions. And I saw that many of them were who wanted to go to college but were a little bit unsure were starting to gain a little bit more interest in it or a little bit more excitement about the possibility. But last year specifically, I became hyper aware of how often I told stories from college or referred to what I was like in college. Embarrassing. I slowly began to realize, I think I peaked in college. I mean, I, I guess it's better than peaking in high school, but did it mean that my early 20s were like the greatest versions of Susie? My closest points of self-actualization? What about the next 70 years of my life, you guys? Was it all over? And let, let me be honest. College Susie and even early career Susie were absolutely thriving. And maybe I'm looking at those times through rose-colored glasses, but I'll let you decide for yourself. Let me describe these times of my life for you. Senior spring of college. My classes don't start until 11, so I have an entire morning to set the foundation for my day. I have no alarm clock because the birds outside my window sitting on a magnolia tree wake me up with their beautiful singing. I'm silent for the entire morning until I get to class. Only the morning sunlight illuminates my apartment. I make a breakfast consisting of three fruits, avocado toast with whatever I'm feeling that day, coffee and a detox water of apple cider vinegar, turmeric, cinnamon, cayenne, black pepper, lemon, and freshly grated ginger. After journaling and eating my breakfast on my patio, I do a low intensity workout. I came home and I got ready for class. My hours after class and on weekends were filled with activities with friends like going to the local springs, going to art shows, farmer's markets, dinner dates with girlfriends. I'm energized. My skin is glowing. I feel joyful and confident. My hair looks like a freaking mermaid's and I don't get too overwhelmed. I feel immense hope for the future. And then my first two years of teaching were relatively similar. I felt energized, not just from good sleep and nutrition, but from my actual job, you guys. My kids made me laugh and often turned my day around. I graded papers at a Mexican restaurant at the bar while drinking happy hour margaritas. I had a beautiful herb and vegetable garden that were thriving. And from that, I made salads, sauces, seasonings, herbal medicines on the weekends. I went to the local farmer's market where I had actual friends. I was a regular. And every weekend, I bought one wildflower bouquet, one pressed turmeric juice, and any other like foods or snacks that seemed fun. I came home after school and I had a sweet little office space that was equal parts cozy and like corporate girl chic, even though I wasn't a corporate girly. And 
After school, I would grade in there while listening to my yoga playlist. I would journal and meditate and reflect on my intentions. I did rituals aligned with the moon cycles. And often, my nights would end with me laying in my driveway, watching the moon and stars in awe, often crying at their beauty. (laughs) I was incredibly grounded and absolutely walking in my purpose. It was like I was the most in touch with myself and the world around me. And those are the two times in my life or like the one consistent period that I'm constantly looking back on whenever I make any kind of goal or resolution. Those times guide my actions today because I so desperately want to get back to them. And I think I can now that I left teaching I know that I'm inching closer and closer to feeling those ways again. Of course, I know that it's not going to look the same. I won't have the same habits and routines and rituals and activities for the weekend, but it's going to be a new phase, a new peak, a new iteration of the eras in which I thrived. Now, let me be clear. My life right now in the last few years since then have not necessarily been bad by any means. I've had moments and bursts of that clarity and joy and hope and purpose, but nothing long lasting. Since probably COVID, what else is new? I began getting farther and farther away from that space. Suddenly, stress started to increase. My depression manifested itself for the first time. My eating disorder got out of control. I was drinking a lot to cope, which I used to always avoid when I was going through something difficult. I never drank or did anything to numb my pain or feelings when I was going through difficult times. I was and still am a strong believer that in hardships, we must feel our feelings fully in order to properly learn from them, grow from them, and move on. I wasn't prioritizing nourishment or movement of my body or meditation or my spirituality or relationship with God. None of it. I was kind of just walking through my days incredibly detached from the world around me and from myself, which is truly the relationship that I think defines these periods of peaks and valleys in my life so far. But now that I'm saying all of this, I guess we don't really peak. It's like love. For a lot of us, we don't love truly once. At least I don't think. We feel true love in different versions of it multiple times throughout our lives. We don't just peak once. Maybe we peak throughout a variety of phases in our lives. Maybe our lives are divided into sections and each section We have our own peak and our own valley and our own set of lessons to learn. I guess it's okay and not as shameful that I definitely peaked in college and then I definitely peaked in my first few years of teaching. And it feels like now maybe I'm on the precipice of another peak. Resigning from my teaching position has given me so much mental space and clarity to see. See what I want what works for me, what I need to do to achieve my goals and desires, what I want to fill my life with. And now that my mental energy isn't taken up with work stress or parent email stress or administration stress, overwhelm, lack of self-worth, dread, I can begin to develop 
and manifest my next peak. My new motherhood peak. My MILF era, if you will. If you know, you know. Take heart. I don't think it's over. I think that there are many beautiful peaks to come and you have the power to create them. Each one new, each one just as valuable. I'm not much of a New Year's resolution person, but I would like to take the time to identify what I want this new peak to look like and how I'll make that habit. What new goals or habits I'll cultivate to have a more active role in what this next peak looks like. Maybe I'll do that sometime this week. I'm not one to just write goals that I want to achieve and check off. I'm more of like an intention person. I more like to focus my New Year's on mindsets that I want to focus on. Every year I do the Yoga Girl podcast with Rachel Brayton. I, I listen to her all the time, but at the end of every year, she has one podcast that is reflecting on the previous year and one podcast setting intentions for the next year. I've been doing that for like three or four years with her as long as she's been doing it. And that's how I kind of frame what I want my next year to look like. Highly recommend listening to it. So I'll include what I want this next era, this next peak to look like in that. So if you're like me and you shudder at the thought that you may have peaked way too early, I think it might be okay. I think there are more peaks to come. I think that you don't just peak once. I think there is a peak at every phase of life. And I think that we have more control over those peaks than we think. If you like this episode and chatting together, it would absolutely warm my heart and make me feel so validated If you left a rating, or even better, a written review wherever you listen, those reviews keep my energy and joy going for days. You have no idea. I hope you had fun with me because I certainly had fun with you. I hope you have the best day ever. Mistine loves you. Same time next week.